Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. It's time for Bart Reed, Drive Time Sports Insider for everything basketball in Arkansas. Bart is a former college player here in Arkansas and has worked alongside many of the top college prospects in Arkansas with his pure sweat skills and drill program. Bart Reed is brought to you by Arch Street Wheel and Tire. And mention the buzz when you buy four tires and you get a free alignment. Now, here's Bart Reed. I've got to tell you, Bart. Hello, gentlemen. Good afternoon, Bart. Hi, Bart. Is it easy to get caught up in the box score and not sometimes look at the overall performance by a player? And what I mean by that is, last night, now, Holgram, Chet Holgram, Played lights out. Wow. 23 points. Wow. Uh, six block shots. I forget how many rebounds. Then Jalen Williams, our Jalen Williams, not the J A L E N Williams, but the, uh, no, not the J A, never mind. Um, he finishes with yeah. just two points and six rebounds. He did draw a charge. He did get one of those. But is it easy to look at the box score and say, mm, I'm not sure Jalen did so well? in his opening debut for the Oklahoma City Thunder. Well, it is, and I've said this, we've become so stat-driven just as a whole across the game. And and even one layer deeper than that, guys, we've become very points-driven. And so points seems to be the biggest predictor in success as you're, as you're going through. And you can even see it with the younger kids. Somebody will see the game's finished, and they'll say, how many points did you have? How many points did you have? And it's just the mm-hmm. automatic answer. I, I, I do agree with that. Sometimes, though, you have performances like uh, Chet had last night where it pops to the eyes on the on the television, and then it pops in the stat column after the game. Certainly, uh, that was the case for him last night. Absolutely out of this world performance. Let me say this about Jalen. I, I think his performance – was solid. I'd like to get you your guys' opinion on what you think. He looked really, which I've kind of expected some of this, he looked really uh, timid and, and looked a little bit sluggish at times, and I'm sure the nerves were high. Uh, but I think he's going to always have very efficient stats. Randy, I think last night you, you saw what we've talked about. He didn't really want to get in there and bang very much, um, which goes, but he's got to get stronger. But I do think he'll get more comfortable and get well, more adept at playing and, and get more comfortable with the scheme. Uh, but I thought he looked a little bit timid last night, not near as aggressive as, as I would have liked to see him be. I don't know what your guys' opinion is on that. Well, I would have said tentative. Yeah, and no matter what, yeah. he was totally overshadowed. You know, the guy from Gonzaga had a – he got 13 points the first quarter. So whatever yeah. Jalen did, you know, in fact – you probably read that story. The mayor of Oklahoma City had to keep right texting himself that he wouldn't get overexcited because this guy was so good. So whatever Jalen did, he was going to be overshadowed last night, don't you think? I, I agree. I, I do agree. And I, But, Rick, Randy, we, this came up when we had a caller last week and they're talking about Oklahoma City not in contention and being relatively off the radar, which they are. But, you know, we, like I was telling him one year in the NBA, one draft, 
can make a big difference. And this was not a fluke last night. Uh, this guy can flat play. And I think the, the line for Chet would have been when he comes into the league that he needs to get 40 to 50 pounds heavier to play. Today's game does not require that. I do think he needs to get stronger. But a guy like this that can shoot the basketball at the rate that he can shoot it immediately becomes impactful because the court is so spread and those bigs have to come out and guard him. Did you notice how wide the lane looked last night? It's wide open. Uh, just his ability to shoot the ball, which shooting still remains the most valuable skill a player can have, can change the dynamic of an entire team. So I think Oklahoma City gets better and they get better in hurt. I think he's in a great position. Uh, I think you mentioned something else that I I think that may have brought about some of that timidness or whether it be tentativeness, and that was simply the fact that he's learning the scheme. And sometimes that can yeah. cause you. We see it often, so often in football, where if a player's thinking rather than reacting, then sometimes he's in big trouble. And uh there may have been a, a little bit of, of, of that going on last night. Um, Bart, what do you read into, uh, on the other hand, J.D. Note didn't have an impressive first game. I think three points was his first outing. Last night it was a coach's decision not to play. Uh, what is that telling you, Bart, about J.D. Note? Well, it's just telling us kind of what, what we think going in. He's He's just got a thin margin of error for – playing time for minutes, for opportunities, for everything that comes along with, with playing in the in the summer league. So this goes back to what you would tell a younger kid that's trying to break minutes. You have to go in the game and be impactful. You have to create an impact. You have to have a reason for them not to take you out. And for him, he's going to have to learn to generate some activity. Off. He's a great defender. He's going to have to generate some activity with either steals, ball pressure, get in, get a rebound, bust up a, um, a high screen roll. And I really think if he will embrace more of a pass first right now as his shot develops, I think it will lead to more minutes. The consistent thing you hear, decision-making, decision-making, shot selection, shot selection. These are repeated things for him. So I think – it, it, he is exactly where we thought he, he was, and that is he's going to be in some type of developmental league, working on his skills. I think as his shot comes along, he will get more and more opportunities, but he's not going to get a ton of minutes. He's not going to have a ton of opportunities, so he's got to maximize that every time he steps foot on the court. At what point, though, Bart, as a player, I don't want to call it panic, but I guess that's really the only word that I can I can use that would describe what I would think would be my feelings because you you think, well, I'm going to get a really small window. That means i got to make a big, big impression that small window. Uh, and we've seen what J.D. can do in terms of slinging up shots. I know you were talking about hmm. making better decisions, this, that, and the other. But when does a player, on the other hand, what stage do you – you kind of start panicking, thinking, I've got a limited window. I really got to impress. Yeah, and because when you put put his resume up against from the time from Fort Smith when he first started and he went 
you know, the three for 15 from the field. This is where his body of work begins to catch up with him because mm-hmm. he has had opportunities. They've been limited, but he's had opportunities. And this is where when you step in a situation where you're going to Las Vegas, I know he went in feeling like his back is against the wall. And so he has to create. He has to create. But I, I, I can say this. This is what veteran players will do that young players don't necessarily do. Diving into film work, getting into the playbook, understanding who you're playing, defensive coverage, and really breaking down that scouting report can really create some opportunities. But he's got to immerse himself into what it is, and that is his back is against the wall. It's an uphill fight, and he needs to play every trip like it's his last. I think he will break in to the league. I do think his day is coming. I think it's four to five years down the road, Randy Rick. I've been pretty consistent about that. But the kid's got all the tools to be there. He just really has to tighten up between the ears. And I think some of that stuff is a learned work ethic type of thing and really paying attention to the details. But I think he's certainly feeling the panic right now, guys. He, he's Something's got to break for him really strong on the positive side for him to have a chance to make a roster in the NBA. Is he what you would call raw? To me, J.D. is raw. Mm. He, he doesn't have a – what sure. I, yeah. From a, yep. from a refined standpoint, yeah. he just he just looks raw. Yes. And it's hard to say that because Coach Musselman is such an excellent coach in attention mm-hmm. to detail. And his players are usually just – and we were so enamored with how well he played last year and we we really rode him to the finish line he was the catalyst from day one he made this team go he had full confidence of the coaching staff and the players and you could tell that but we forget how much he got through volume touches and volume attempts mm-hmm. it's, it's right and the the nba is just efficiency it's just one thing that stands out it's efficiency it's efficiency with the coaching staff scouting report schemes efficiency and right now that's probably the least refined part of his game so he certainly is that's a great way to describe him as wrong uh but the positive side is that just imagine if he could cut some of that stuff down develop more what a threat he could be on the court sure all right hang on bart we got one more segment with you that's bart reed pure sweat basketball skills arch street wheel and tire when we come back Bart's got his spotlight. It's time for Bart Reed, Drive Time Sports Insider for everything basketball in Arkansas. Bart is a former college player here in Arkansas and has worked alongside many of the top college prospects in Arkansas with his pure sweat skills and drill program. Bart Reed is brought to you by Arch Street Wheel and Tire. And mention the buzz when you buy four tires and you get a free alignment. Now, here's Bart Reed. And here's Bart Reed with our high school, both girls and boys spotlight of the week. And there'll be another one on Friday, or no, Thursday. Thursday. I'll get my day straight here in a minute. Um, That's actually tomorrow, you know. It's a short week. Okay. Let me get my calendar correct here. <laughs> Friday. Friday, Thursday tomorrow. Friday's Friday is Friday. Friday, five thirty. Okay, that's right. We uh, we skip Monday this week. It's easy to do. Sheesh. That. Yeah. I'm totally out of sync. Okay, Bart. Uh, for the uh, 
for this day, being as it is Wednesday, who is your spotlight on both boys and girls? All right, so let's go to let's go for the girls first, and let's just take a little trip down the road. Brian, Arkansas, Lady Hornets, Brian Finley, twenty twenty four, point guard. This is another player that we talked about last week. We had Caden Porter, that was a ninth grader that started for the high school. We have the same thing here. This was a ninth grader that started for the Lady Hornets point guard position in the toughest, one probably one of the toughest conferences in the country. She averaged eight points a game, three rebounds, three assists, and right under three steals as a freshman. She was one of the key parts that led them to the state tournament. They have back-to-back state tournament appearances, both Bryland's ninth grade year as well as her 10th grade year. She is a two-time all-conference performer. She currently plays grassroots basketball, summer basketball for Ed Durham and Mavs Elite on the 17U team. This is an outstanding athlete. She can shoot it. She can defend. Excellent, excellent passer and a willing passer. Great, great facilitator, shows excellent leadership skills. As a 10th grader, took her game to the next level. She goes 12 points, five rebounds, four assists, two steals. Randy and Rick, that gets her as a sophomore already. UCA offer, Louisiana Monroe offer, Louisiana Tech interest, OBU offer. She's getting attention from UT Martin and recently also UALR. So, and I would anticipate ULR probably comes in pretty soon with an offer. So this is a ball player that's already on the Division One radar and has several offers, but it's probably not a household name with a lot of basketball fans in state, which, again, is how great the game is. But Brylin Finley, 2024, she's a point guard at Bryant High School. An excellent, she can play two and she can defend multiple spots, and she is an excellent basketball player. Now, Bart, you said she's playing summer ball. She's, what, maybe 15 at best, and she's playing 17 yeah. and under? So I, I said 17. I meant 16. But, yes, but let me say this. She has played up in the past. So she played up last year on one of Ed Durham's teams. So uh, as a 15, she played on the 16. So this is a girl that has played up consistently throughout her career. But, yes, put up really big numbers last summer and this summer, playing at an extremely high level. Right now they are in Lexington, Kentucky in a tournament. Um, so, again, they're, they're on the road right now. So this is the type of player I, I anticipate Brian will come back after this live period and probably have another two to three Division One offers. So she's really playing well right now when she really needs to, which is a, a, during this live stretch for the girls and boys. Wow, that is impressive. All right, uh, who is your boys' spotlight on this week? Well, let's travel down to Magnet Cove, Arkansas, Coach Matt Williamson's team, Bo Batchelor. Now, Bo is a 2025, so... If you guys remember, Magnet Cove was a state final runner-up this year, had a really solid team. Bo is averaging, average last year, 10 points a game, four rebounds, two assists. It was an all-conference selection as a freshman. Again, a consistent theme. I want to give the young players a lot of credit out there. He will be transitioning. This is a 2025. He's 6'4", so he's going to be transitioning to a 
he, he in the summertime he plays for Arkansas Rising Stars. They'll put him under the basket. He really transitions to a guard, shooting guard, combo guard, small forward, and he is an extremely long six three who's really going to get taller, I think, and is still uh, refining his skill set, even though he's extremely skilled. But this is a potential Division One player at a two A school that is really just starting to grow into his game. Missed some of last season with a wrist injury, broke his wrist, or probably some of those numbers would have been higher, but he was the key cog or one of the key cogs on a state finals uh, team. And Matt Williamson, I spoke to him today. His quote is, team and togetherness. To tie it in, Bo is a willing passer, and Matt said he will do whatever it takes to win. So a guy that will make the next pass, will defend, will get that bucket, and playing basketball and summer basketball with the Rising Stars really puts them in a position to be in front of college coaches, and I think this is a Division One player. He will be traveling to Kansas City this weekend and playing in a tournament in front of a lot of coaches during this live period as well. So Bo Bashler looks for great things. I think he's probably one of the most underrated 2025s in the state, and I think he's really going to hit the scene next year having been completely healthy and getting a full year under his belt. Now, Bart, is Magnet Cove, is that not close to Malvern? It It is. It's right between, it's, if you get off the interstate from 30 and you take the Malvern exit and you hang it right like you're going to Hot Springs, and it's right there just a couple of miles. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay. I was thinking it was uh, very close to Malvern. But, uh, yep. well, excellent. You know, one thing I have learned, uh, this is scary, but I've learned through Twitter is that I did not realize how huge, and I'm talking huge, that the uh, young ladies' fast-pitch softball I mean, we talk about the guys and their travel, their showcase stuff. These ladies, I mean, they're they're playing all over the United States just like the guys do. Um, and then the same thing I'm learning uh, by way of Twitter of young ladies uh, who are on the summer circuit as well. And uh, I didn't realize how big that was. I mean, I always knew there were several teams inside Arkansas that always com- – the Mavericks – uh, one example yep. that always competed well on a national stage, yep. but uh, man, I mean, it's uh, like you say, they're all over the country, just like the, uh, the all, guys are. All over, and the Mavericks, and then like I have a Banshee team, so I have a 2026 as my daughter's a 2026, and I have an excellent 2026 roster, and the Banshees have produced a lot of players like Jersey Wolfenberger, and and so. Arkansas is rich with girls' basketball history and tradition, just like the boys are. And right now, it's, as we've said so many times, it's better than it's ever been. And I think we'll see, still see just more and more records of turning out, not just Division One players, but we need to make sure we're giving respect to all, the, how tough it is to get to any level past high school. And that is we'll see more college players, Division One, Division Two, II, Division Three, junior college in the state of Arkansas than we've ever seen in the next year and then the year to follow. So it's a great time to be a basketball fan, to be a parent, a player, and a coach. Good stuff, Bart. We will talk with you on Friday. That is Bart Reed of Pure Sweat Basketball Skills. Thanks again to Arch Street, Wheel, and Tire. Hour number three straight ahead. <laughs> 